Hey, y'all out there. This is Bo Billingsley, the voice of Jet Black and the Fourth Raikage. You're listening to The Night Nerd. Stay tuned because all kinds of good things will be happening. Welcome to the Nightmare Podcast. I'm Rose Lance. It's Thursday, so we're going to talk some history. All week we've been talking and celebrating on the origin of species. Charles Darwin's uh, 1859 masterpiece. I mean, that, that's really all there is to say. One of the most influential works in history. And uh, brought about ideas of evolution and things like that. And we were going to talk more about it today, but... I realized we need to learn about the man behind the book, the man behind the theories, and that's Charles Darwin himself. So we're going to take a few minutes today to just look at his history, learn a little bit more about him and who he was, and uh, hopefully give us a better understanding uh, of it all. So Charles Robert Darwin was born February 12th, 1809 in Shropshire, England. Uh, his parents, he was the fifth of six children. His dad was a doctor, and his mom uh, was a mom. Uh, she was a housewife. And his family was pretty pretty well-to-do. And even going back to, like, his grandparents, uh, on his dad's side, Erasmus Darwin actually started uh, his life and his career with writing books on evolution and common descent and stuff in a book called Zoonomia. Zoonomia? Zoonomia. I don't, I, I'm afraid I'm going to say Zootopia, but that's not it. Um, and it talks about a bunch of different things. And Charles Darwin claims that he didn't use any of his grandfather's ideas, but his grandfather's like, hey, these are great ideas you're on to, kid. So who, who knows? We'll see. Uh, there was an interesting divide in his family because like one side like his mom's side was um, angelical Christians and his dad's side was more of a free thinker so like the kids went to church with mom on Sundays and stuff but and it, it's something that he would echo later on in his life when he got married and we'll get to that in a little bit so he went to school at St. Chad's uh, no, sorry, that's where he got baptized. Um, he started going to school that was at the church, and he started in 1817. Well, after that, the next July, his mother passed away. So that September, he went with his brother, who was named after their grandfather, Erasmus, um, but everybody called him Ross, which I think is called like R-A-S, Ross. I think that's cool. And they went to the Shrewsbury School. And stuff, and they, that's where they went. When he got older, he would train to be a doctor. He would help his father going around, helping out the people who couldn't afford medical care and stuff. And then he would actually go to the Edinburgh Medical School, which was like the best there was. Because his dad wanted him to be either a doctor or a priest. Because back then, those were the, for most people, those were the. Uh, distinguished and honored 
professions, and so you wanted your kid to be one of those. Um, and if you had a daughter, you wanted her to marry, like, a doctor or something. So things things hadn't changed a whole lot. Um, he would go, so he, he would go into medical school and stuff, and his brother was there too. He wasn't a fan. Didn't like the surgeries, didn't like the lectures, but he did he, he did find some interest in there uh, while he was there. He learned taxidermy from a freed slave, and that really helped excel his interest in animals and things. Uh, then his second year, he got more into like natural history and stuff, and uh, he joined a couple of different organizations and clubs, and he helped study the life cycle of marine invertebrates in this thing called the Firth of Forth. Yeah, those of us here in the States, we're always amazed by the names of stuff over in the UK, uh, England, Scotland, Ireland, because stuff that we call like a river, it's like, oh no, that's the fourth, the first of fourth, that's where these rivers come together, and blah, 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 and uh, we're just like, yeah, it's, it's a river. Um, we're not as poetic, I guess, as they are over there, but anyway, they go, and he finds these oysters, and inside the oysters, there's all these weird black spores, and he, using science and research, figures out that they were eggs from a leech, so that's kind of cool, and they go and look at how different creatures in the first and fourth change depending where they're at, and that would be something that would uh, definitely influence his later work, and it was also during this time he kind of got into geology, you know, we've gone from being a doctor to natural history, now we're in, in now we're digging rocks, literally, and he doing geology and stuff he learned about plants and things as well and just really got into it to the point where like he wasn't even doing medical stuff anymore so his dad got kind of mad you know anybody who's ever gone to college and not done what your parents wanted you to um can relate so his dad pulled him out and sent him to christ college to be parson, a preacher, pastor, whatever you want to call it. Well, about the same thing happened. He wasn't really interested, and he, but I mean, he did okay, you know, he, he was like, okay, I'll get my stuff together. But even while he was there, he was all about nature and stuff. He started a butterfly collection, or sorry, his cousin had a butterfly collection. He started a beetle collection, and he did so with such a passion, like he had this huge beetle collection. It was, it was kind of cool. Um, also, while he was there, you know, he would get more and more into stuff. And he would look at religion and science and, like, where they overlapped and where they fought each other. And, uh, you know, is God, like, the grand designer. And so it's a lot of really fascinating stuff. And the stuff he studied there is, is really cool, like uh, natural theology or evidence of the existence and attributes of the deity. That That's where, like divine design comes in and stuff but he, he graduated with his degree there and he actually he did alright, he got 10th out of 178 but he, he went back and was staying at Cambridge and kept studying all this stuff and while he was there one of his friends, a former professor was like, hey man, you would be great 
to go on this HMS Beagle. They're going around the world and sciencing everywhere. That's not exactly how the letter went down, but, you know, the, we'll modernize it a little bit. He was like, you know, you're, you're a gentleman scientist. You may not be, you know, the graduate and everything, but you, you know what you're doing. So he goes, he convinces his dad it's a good idea. His dad pays for it. And the HMS Beagle goes on a five-year tour, like I said, all over the world. Um, it goes down all around South America, the Galapagos Islands, and this is where he finds fossils and different types of mockingbirds that all kind of look the same, but all kind of look different. The turtles, he, I mean, he makes so many wonderful discoveries, and they go over to Australia, um, around the Cape of of Africa and finally back up and he amasses this huge collection rivals like way bigger than his beetle collection but it's, he doesn't know all this stuff you know yeah he knows about rocks and he knows about marine life but this other stuff he's not too sure so he gets live samples dead samples everything and takes it back and when he gets back to England he finds people who are experts and he's like hey what are all these things and furiously has been taking notes this whole time like daily journal he actually had an A journal and a B journal, which is kind of interesting. But they, and he learns about all this stuff and what they mean. And that all leads to On the Origin Species, which we'll talk about tomorrow. Um, also, during this time, he got kind of sick. And so he had to always take all these rests and breaks and stuff. Uh, he went to his family's country home for a while. And that's where he met, or didn't meet, but hung out with his cousin, Emma. And she was caring for her mom, his aunt. And then, you know, he kind of got to feeling better, so he went back to doing all of his sciencey stuff. And he was getting a little older by now, and he was trying to figure out what he was going to do with his life. So they've actually found a journal where instead of all these things about uh, selection and nature and stuff, he writes about... You know, what's he going to do when he gets old? Or should he marry? He even had a page that had marry and not marry. And he was listing the pros and cons of them all. Um, a pro for marry is a constant companion. A con is less money for books. And it's a terrible loss of time. So, but anyway, he ended up, the marries one, and he would go uh, and eventually marry Emma. And... They would go on to have 10 kids, two died in infancy, but the others lived. I mean, one of them didn't die until 1943, and they were all loved and renowned and stuff. His his cousin Emma, though, she was very, very religious, and he was upfront and honest about, hey, you know, this. I'm a free thinker, this is, you know, I kind of think that, like, this is what's going on in the world, and... She always always told me, you know, I appreciate your honesty and your openness to talk about our differences, but it worries me that when we die, I'm not going to see you. And he's like, hey, you know, we'll cross that bridge when we get there, pretty much. Uh, <laughs> but by all accounts, they had a wonderful marriage, wonderful life together. Um, and he was a good dad, too. You know, that's not something you hear of a lot of people from that era. But anytime his kids were sick, he like would stop what he was doing and go help them and be with them and he was always worried 
because of his studies that maybe since he married his cousin, there were some kind of genetic weaknesses in his kids. Uh, but ended up, you know, not being true. He, that was something, you know, so it's kind of interesting. Like, he, he used his own studies against him. And he would do that in some other things. Like, he anonymously published a book. And um, when, when it came out, he critiqued it. And he was rough on it. He was like, no, you know, well, what about this? Well, what about this? And it, it caused some controversy, but it also helped him re-examine some views that would get, you know, get going. And um, it's it just really fascinating, you know, all of his stuff. He seemed like a pretty chill guy. Had a bunch of friends. Um, I found a quote that he sent one of his friends. He had his picture taken in 1855 and it's just like all the other pictures in 1855 I mean a million ways to die in the West got it right nobody smiles but he wrote to his buddy he said quote if I really have as bad an expression as my photograph gives me how I can have one single friend is surprising so I mean, you know he was even like man if I look like that who's gonna like me um, so you know he's definitely an interesting guy and I've only touched on a few things about his life, but it's worth examining on your own and looking into. And we'll go in-depth a little more tomorrow when we finally you get to learn about the origin of species. It's going to be good times. Let me know if you're excited. Uh, make sure you're following us on all social media, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, everywhere. Just look for The Night Nerd. Hit us up on Patreon, patreon.com slash The Night Nerd, or on Twitch. Night Nerd Podcast. Always good stuff. Email me, nightnerd at thenightnerd.com. But otherwise, that's going to do it for me today. Again, my name is Lance. Thank you all so much for listening, and we'll see you next time.